When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I'm Ryan Warmly, joined this Thursday morning by Andrew Erickson and Derek Brown. Fellas, we are talking about our must-start players here for Week 7. As always, it's a jam-packed show, so as always, we will dive right in and start at the top with the running backs. Debro, we'll start with you. Give me your number one must-start running back, and I will say, to pull back the curtain for everybody, you submitted this name early (laughs) Tuesday morning to make sure you got your guy, so you are very passionate about this pick. Starts. I had to beat Erickson in the punch, man. I was afraid we were going to get like some like Tuesday midnight message of like, got to start this guy. (laughs) So look, I know the game, baby. I play the game. Okay. (laughs) And that comes down to Brian Robinson. I'm telling you to start him with confidence this week. And this comes down to the matchup, man. You're looking at a run defense for New York that has given up the fifth highest explosive run rate, ninth highest yards of contact per attempt, and the sixth highest yards per carry to zone runs, which comprises 67% of Robinson's carries. Robinson's a guy who's going to get, like, everybody remembers that one week where he got, like, 80 rushing yards, multiple scores. It's coming back this week, people. Brian Robinson's going to be a top 12, top 15 back. Let's go. I, I was going to ask, how aggressively are you ranking him? What number are you putting Ooh, on him this week? Let me see. RB13, that aggressive enough for you, Worm? Uh, it, I mean, it's pretty aggressive. It's not quite RB1 status, but it's it's somewhat okay, aggressive. Okay, fine. RB12. Let's go. I'll just, I'll, just, I'll, I'll one-up it. I, I, I appreciate you uh, having a little more conviction there. Erickson, would you have wanted to take Brian Robinson if Debra didn't beat you to the punch here? No, I didn't have any of those guys <laughs> this week in particular where I was like, oh, got to throw them in Monday yeah. night. Got to light up the Slack chat. <laughs> that did not happen this week. Where where, where do you have Robinson, Erickson? Uh, right kind of where Debro has him. So I have him at RB 14 and he's around a couple guys with some Q tags. So he could definitely go up, uh, depending on as we get closer to Sunday. Mm -hmm. Erickson, let's stick with you for your first must start running back. Javante Williams, juggernaut Javante playing the Packers who have a horrible run defense yet again, 26th in run defense DVOA. I don't like the, the Broncos passing game in this matchup, but I really like their running game. We saw Javante split back load touches last week, but I expect that another week back from his injury, he does kind of reclaim at least 1A status in the backfield. So again, my process has always been pretty, I've liked the fact that when you have a running back in a good matchup, even if they're splitting touches with another guy, it's still usually enough with the efficiency boost they get from the, the matchup to give you good points for fantasy. So I'm going to stick with Javante here. I think that he's a mid-range RB2, and if he finds the end zone, he could be an RB1 this week. So if you have him, you got to start him against the Packers. I was going to ask you the same thing, kind of what number are you putting on it with Javante here? You said mid-range RB2, so like that RB18 range? Yep, that's exactly where I have him, RB18. You've been, <gasps> you've been peaking my rankings, Worm? I know, <laughs> actually. I, I, uh, I have learned to not uh, get to your me? rankings too Blotting early, but... <laughs> So I, I, uh, I got a question here, Erickson. As much as you like Javante, where do you have Jaleel McLaughlin? Because 
I think it's a really easy case with that matchup. Like you're talking about the increased efficiency. Should both of these guys be in the top 24 this week? Yeah. I mean, I have uh, Jaleel at RB25. So okay. I've got him at RB21. I mean, I think clear, clearly, in that clearly Debro's not looking at Erickson's rankings since he guessed top 24 and it was only RB25. Oh, hell, you know. Yeah. I'll and leave that to the one. Only, I mean, I can, I can easily move him to 24 because I have Najee Harris at 24 and I just don't really know where to put him. <laughs> so he's just kind of hanging out. So I could, I could, I mean, he's in a committee too. And yep. I don't even know like how good he is anymore. So yeah, I could easily put uh, Jaleel in the uh, well. Top Erickson 24. apparently is looking at the outline because the next player up for Debro on the must start running backs is Najee Harris. Yeah, man, I want to start Najee Harris this week, and I know it's been rough. I know he has not been good RB forty two in fantasy, <laughs> and he's only got one week where he's been higher than RB thirty six. It's been rough out there, people. I get it, but there's six teams on by this week. It's rough in these streets. You got to start Najee Harris, man. The matchup is fantastic, though. Seventh highest explosive run rate allowed by the Rams. They're also allowing the 11th highest yards of contact per attempt. And if you look at Najee's efficiency metrics, that really surprised me. Out of 53 qualified running backs, fourth in explosive run rate. 19th in missed tackles force per attempt. I don't think a lot of people would be expecting those type of efficiency numbers out of Najee Harris. I look at him as he's the less sexier yesteryear Damian Harris in this offense. And I think Najee could easily get you 90, 90 on the ground this week and a score. And if he does that, it's going to be a top 20 running back. Now you're, you're the Jalen Warren guy though, mm-hmm. bro. So are you also aggressive on Warren? I sure am. I've got Warren at RB 19 and I've got Najee hugged up right behind him at RB 20. They're riding in the top 24 together, baby. That, that I will give you is aggressive. The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. It's actually pretty tough to pick my favorite game in the week seven slate. I think it's a really strong slate. And I think there's a strong case to be made for Ravens Lions. That's the early afternoon. Chargers Chiefs. That's late afternoon. But you have to go with Dolphins at the Eagles, right? The spread is Philly by two. Total is 52 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So this shapes up to be an awesome game to cap off an awesome slate. However you bet that one, get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code FANTASYPROS. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code FANTASYPROS only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Erickson, give me your next must-start running back. Zach Evans, rookie running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Kyron Williams is out. Ronnie Rivers, even though he was stashed on all my teams, 
is also out. <laughs> so Zach Evans is the next guy up. And I know that some people are concerned because Sean McVay's come out and said, oh, well, it could be Zach Evans, could be Royce Freeman, could be Daryl Henderson, could be Miles Gaskin. Like all four guys have a chance to play. And what have we learned about Sean McVay? You cannot listen to what this guy says with any, oh, any hope, with any, any truth to it. Because he said that Cam Akers was going to be a central figure of this offense. He's not even on the team anymore. So I'm just looking at the facts of the matter. Zach Evans, I liked as a prospect entering the NFL. I think that he can do a lot of things that they're looking for. Sean McVay talked about him when they first drafted him. They traded up to draft him this year, getting back into the sixth round. So I think there's enough going in Zach Evans' corner. He was active over other guys like Royce Freeman. Last week, Royce Freeman was on the practice squad. Royce Freeman, they've cut at multiple times. So I'm going to lean on the rookie running back here. It's a good matchup against the Steelers, ranked fifth in rushing yards allowed per game this season. Is it possible that they just throw the ball a ton? Yeah, that is totally possible. But if they're going to score, I think he has a chance to get some red zone usage, like what we saw with Kyron Williams, like what we saw with Ronnie Rivers at points. So, look, the Rams have turned guys that have been average players into RB1s in fantasy. And I think that Zach Evans has that potential. So if you picked him up this week off the waiver wire, I think that he's worth starting. Maybe it's not perfect, but I think it's worth the dart throw, especially with just the lack of upside overall with some of these RB2s where it's like, uh, it's just a floor play where I think Evans has some upside. Debro, are you trusting anybody in this Rams backfield? Is Evans the guy you're trusting most? <sighs> I don't want to trust anybody in this backfield. I, if I've got to toss a dart on one guy, I'd say it'd be Zach Evans because he has been on the team. He's run ahead of Royce Freeman. It's just, it's really difficult to even parser and say, okay, Daryl Henderson, what's he going to do? Come off the couch and get 15 carries? Uh, Miles Gaskin's going to come from a different team? Maybe some similar verbiage and play calling and stuff with the O'Connell and McVay connection, but I, I, I think if we're going to put down bets, I still, still think that Zach Evans probably leads this team. Now, how far of a margin that is, is up for debate, but I still think he leads them in touches out of the backfield this week. Erickson is one of the most aggressive experts on ranking Zach Evans this week, although he is just barely beaten out for being our most aggressive ranker in the expert consensus rankings by our very own Kelly Kirby. So she is actually even higher on Evans than than Erickson is this week. Debro, give me your next must start running back. Kelly Kirby, who has multiple number one weeks multiple in the rankings, throwing that out there. This okay? So you got to follow the queen. All right. Anyway, just throwing that out there. But. Uh, getting to the king in this conversation, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, it has been rough. It's been bad. We've talked about him on previous episodes. And my worry level has reached critical mass. But if there's ever a week where Mondre looks like Mondre of old, it could be this week. Buffalo Bills run defense has been terrible with a capital T. Third worst explosive run rate allowed. Highest yards after contact per attempt in the NFL allowed. So a lot of this not just goes to could Mondre finally get on track, but the matchup is going to help him look much more efficient this week than he has been. Interestingly, Ramondre Stevenson for him, Erickson actually is the most aggressive ranker in our expert consensus rankings. Currently, he has him all the way up at RB 11. So Erickson, you're in lockstep here with Debra. Yeah, I mean, the Bills gave up, they're giving up like six yards per carry to running backs. The Giants started an offensive lineman that was on his couch, and Silicon Barkley almost got to 100 <laughs> rushing yards. 
Like they cannot yeah. stop the run. I don't. I mean, if I'm the Patriots, I'm literally running the ball 30 times. I don't even care if we go three and out because what if they pass the ball, they're gonna be going three and out. So I would just every play, it's like Ramondre, 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 Ooh. Zeke, 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 like. That's all I expect to see out of this Patriots offense. So. Erickson, do we get the 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 uh, the throwback game of, of the hoodie saying, "Okay, we're going to run it forty <laughs> times and pass it five times"? Well, there is projected to be some wins. Maybe wow. not to that level that was in Buffalo, but it's, it's projected to be windy. It's projected to be wet. All I hear is bet so. the over for Mondre carries. That's all I'm hearing right <laughs> how, now. How many times did they end up passing in that game where they like didn't pass until the second half? I think it was like what, five it or six was. times. It, was it? What, did it even get that high? I thought it was like three. I don't remember for I sure. I think they only completed like two passes. <laughs> and I remember like one of them was like the Johnny Smith, and it was crazy. like one of his few catches he made all year. <laughs> well, I, I remember so thinking crazy. like if you're gonna commit that far to the bit, just like don't throw zero times. Like why? Why throw like four? Like, you gotta commit to the bit, baby. Yeah, throw literally you zero. Just yeah, yeah, commit. God, but uh, I gotta right. look this up now. I have to yeah. look this up now. Right, well, you look that up, Erickson. Give me your last must start running back. So I'm looking at the Bears backfield here, and I'm concerned about Roshan Johnson's availability. Um, so he's been out with the concussion that he sustained on a Thursday. He missed last week. So he's already been a full week, still in the concussion protocol, and he opened this week with the DNP because of the concussion. So I don't know what to the extent of his concussion has been in terms of severity, but clearly it's not an average concussion where you usually just miss one game. So if he's not playing, I think it's Deontay Foreman. Like, I think that's the guy that you can play. Now we saw him for the first time this week or last week in that RB one role. He was working alongside Darrington Evans a little bit, but he was clearly the guy that they were preferring to use the most. He was efficient. He was solid. He, he got robbed of a touchdown. Honestly, like Badgett had the rushing touchdown at the quarterback position where Foreman just got stuffed. So his final stat line wasn't as good, but he should get goal line touches against a really bad Raiders defense. I mean, the Patriots were running the football effectively against the Raiders last week. We've seen AJ Dillon be effective against the Raiders defense. Like a lot of subpar running backs have been able to perform against this defense that ranks eighth in terms of rushing yards allowed per game. So if Deontay Foreman, is is in there as the RB one, and there's no Roshan Johnson. Um, I like Foreman as a start this week. Debra, did you get the uh, the stat line? Holy, this is so funny! Oh my god, Mac Jones three pass attempts. They I told ran you the it was three. Their, I called it. <laughs> they and ran their ball with their running backs thirty eight <laughs> times, not even counting five rushing attempts from Mac Jones. So that's forty three rushing attempts. With three passing attempts versus the Buffalo Bills, man. Wow. I didn't. And I they, knew and it was crazy. And the Patriots won 14 I was going to say, they 10. won that game, The hoodie's right? bringing it back, baby. 30 carries <laughs> for Mondre. That's, that, that is impressive. And honestly. it'll be even better with uh, Malik Cunningham on her center. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Very true. Let's, uh, let's jump into the Who Should I Start tool. This is free for anybody to use at fantasypros.com slash start. You guys can head there and put in your own starter sit questions up to four players at a time, which is nice. You can even pick and choose which experts your decision draws from. You can pick Kelly Kirby, who's finished number one a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Like Debra mentioned, you can pick any of us or anybody else in the industry that you like. Um, so, again, that's free to use at fantasypros.com slash start. Debro. Brian Robinson or Aaron Jones this week? I got them right next to each other in ranks. I'm going to go with B-Rob. All right. Who do you like in that one, by the way, Erickson? Brian Robinson or Aaron Jones? Yeah, Aaron Jones is one of the guys around B-Rob that has that Q tag next to his name. Like, I, mm -hmm. like is Aaron Jones ever going to be healthy? Like, that's my, like, big concern. I don't know, man. So I'm he came, he came out of the bye limited this week. So 
I mean, I wrote it up in the primer. I'm like, he was limited all in, all last week, and they set him. They set him out in week five, and then he comes out of the bye still limited. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, so the next one I have here is Najee Harris or Roshan Johnson. This is obviously with the caveat of if Roshan plays. I haven't seen that he's he's not out of the concussion protocol yet, but it has been like you know eight days since he suffered the concussion. So just take that with a caveat. But if he plays, Roshan Johnson or Najee Harris. Um. And, and you could even replace this with Deontay Foreman. Sure. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm fine with either. Um, I, I will lean with the Bears running back, considering the matchup. Okay. And then uh, Ramondre Stevenson or Jonathan Taylor. This is 50-50 in the Who Should I Start tool. I'm going to go Mondre. Uh, I just have a better feeling about volume. And no, I don't think Mondre gets 30 carries. But uh, can we say he's probably close to a lock for 18 to 20? I think so. If, if he doesn't get 20 carries, that's malpractice, quite frankly. Pretty um, much. Erickson, uh, Javante Williams or Jerome Ford this week? Oh, Javante Williams for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like we're seeing split backfield usage with the Browns. Again, I just think that their upside in terms of their overall offensive efficiency is not super high with PJ Walker as the quarterback. And, and the Colts have been, you know, hit or miss with some of these running backs that they've faced. It's a lot of like guys have been able to rip off big, they've also faced Travis Etienne twice. So I don't think that their like season long stats are really indicate like they have a strong defensive line like they do like they have good guys up there. So I don't think it's going to be like all oh, the Browns can run easily all over the Colts. Um, I would just much rather prefer uh, Javante because I know the Packers run defense is definitely worse than the Colts. How about Deontay Foreman or Zach Moss? I, I, I'm not playing Zach Moss. Like, I, I, like the guy. I know he's he's running hotter than the sun. He continues to burn me every single week because he keeps finding <sighs> the end zone. But look, man, p- people are people know they got to sell high on Zach Moss. I just got a dynasty trade. You know, Zach Moss and a second round pick for AJ Brown. You you want that trade? I'm like, dude, come on. No, I I, I don't want to make that trade actually. So I'm gonna be sitting Zach Moss in this situation. <laughs> Devo <laughs> knows in our shared work, uh, not shared, but like in our dynasty <laughs> league that we're both in uh, with with a bunch of the folks from work. I've been trying to trade away Zach Moss because I wanted to tank oh, this year. You've been trying. He, very I wanted hard. to lose games this year. I had four first round picks next year. I was like all in. I'm like, okay, I'll have one more bad year, then I'll be a contender next year. And Zach Moss keeps winning me games. I don't want to win. Game early, I mean, I'm in the playoffs currently, which I didn't really plan to be before the season. Nobody yeah, will take Zach Moss. And all he does is win me games. I'm trying win. to compete. My team just like fell apart. Dude, well, you can you can have Zach Moss. Do you have AJ Brown okay. on your team? That's okay. No, 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 no. That, that ship has sailed. Uh, <laughs> and then the last one here, Erickson, um, since you're kind of out on a limb on Zach Evans, I didn't want to pick a name because um, I knew you were going to be higher than consensus on most of them. So just give me some interesting names that you're starting Zach Evans over this week. Um, I think that the the tier of running back that I feel comfortable starting Zach Evans over is that like low end RB two like safe player like Rashad White. You know exactly what we're gonna get from Rashad White. Like I'd rather take the risk with Zach Evans and hope that oh he gets the eighty percent snap share and he's in the Rams offense and they score a bunch of points. Like I, I realize he has a much lower floor, but I don't I don't care. Like I want to shoot for the moon with Zach Evans in his potential role where he is Kyron Williams essentially. Same thing with uh, Alexander Madison. It's the exact same thing where it's like, look, Zach Evans just is like the one, repl- like one for one replacement for Kyron Williams. Like where would Kyron Williams be ranked this week if he was healthy? Like he would be a top 12 running back. So I don't think it's crazy to think that Zach Evans can be that type of play this week if he just takes on that role. Because from Sean McVay, we, we've never seen him use committees. Like he's always really been a one running back type of guy. So I know he's talking about like, oh, like maybe we'll use four guys this week. It's like, 
Really? Well, he says a lot of things, and a lot of times they don't come true. So I'm going to go with based on the facts, and the facts of the matter are he usually plays one running back, and if I had to bet on one running back, it would be Zach Evans. So I think that so he, he is worth the upside shot. Zach Evans or Jerome Ford? Zach Evans. Okay. Okay. So that is. Let's get to the must-start wide receivers, and Debro will start with you here. First guy I'm going to bring up here, and he's not been blowing the doors off this year, but it's got to be Chris Godwin. And this comes down to coverages. And you saw Chris Godwin's best game come against the Saints. And the Falcons utilize man coverage at the sixth highest rate. And if you're breaking down this matchup, I think A.J. Terrell could follow Mike Evans. And what if that happens, you're going to see a lot of Chris Godwin up against Jeff Rakuda. And, and I'm not saying that Jeff Rakuda has played bad, but out of those two uh, cornerbacks I'd rather match up with this week, it'd be Chris Godwin versus Jeff Akuda. And Chris Godwin's numbers have done nothing but go up against man coverage. His target share increases from 22% to 25%. His air yard share goes up. His yards per route run skyrockets from a strong 2.2 to 3.64 against man coverage. I'm going to have Chris Godwin. I want to make sure I have him ranked above ECR this week. ECR has him at wide receiver 23. Is oh, that too I'm easily high? above that. that. That's too low. I'm easily above that. Um, I want to I have a wide receiver 15. Okay. So you're, yeah, you're, well then you're definitely ahead. And Erickson, I think you're ahead on him too, right? Yeah. I got him at wide receiver 17. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Erickson, give me your first must start receiver. Amari Cooper for yes. the Cleveland Browns. He's taking on the Indianapolis Colts. And this is actually one of the better matchups Amari Cooper has gotten. And last week, I mean, if you guys watched that game, I mean, Amari Cooper was making highlight real catch after highlight real catch. Like he was, bailing pj walker out like constantly now it's obviously concerning you know if walker gets the start again like you don't have a lot of confidence in him delivering the ball but i think a cooper is just a good enough receiver i think cooper's just really underrated overall as a real life wide receiver and the one thing about this particular matchup that plays very favorably with amari cooper is how he's dominating the air yards in the browns passing game like 42 percent air yard share this year is a top five overall rank on the season and the colts Leave the NFL and air yards faced. So they're being attacked downfield and the downfield receiver for the Browns has always been Amari Cooper this year. And he's been more efficient than a guy like Elijah Moore, who they're trying to get involved, but it's just really not creating. It's like, I'm not, it's not turning into actual production. Whereas Cooper has been actually turning his targets and air yards into legitimate production when the ball has at least been in the radius of him catching it. So I think Amari Cooper, I mean, he, was a guy that I was very concerned about last week. I think we talked about him as a sit, and I think that was the right process. Um, but he he rose above the bad matchup, and he delivered. So I think in a good matchup here, I think that he's safe to play, especially that wide receiver, that mid-wide receiver two range um, with all the bye weeks. Debro, give me your next must-start receiver. Uh, this name is a guy I've been waiting for him to break out all year. He's finally healthy, baby. He's off the injury report. Start Christian Watson, man. Last week, and people might miss this, 84% of the snaps, 70% route run rate. He had a 23% target share, and this is the boom, baby. Christian Watson had 70% of the air yard share last week for the Green Bay Packers. You're talking about, it's, it's it's been all season, man. Start all your wide receivers against the Denver Broncos. Is he going to get shadowed by Patrick Sertan? Maybe. Does it matter? Probably not. Considering Sertan is shadow people, he gave up 76 re uh, receiving yards against DJ Moore. He gave up 81 receiving yards in primary coverage against Devontae Adams. 
it's star Christian Watson week, baby. The boom is here. Debra, are you planning to move him up in your rankings? Because I'm seeing for the most recent update that he's wide receiver 21. And given the six teams on by, given the matchup, given how much you love Christian Watson, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be top 20 for you. Yeah, I'm going to move him up. Um, I'm because uh, there's a there's a few of the things that kind of hanging in the wind here. DK Metcalf's health, Tower Lockett's health, like just looking at those two receivers by themselves. I mean, that would vault Christian Watson into wide receiver 19, but he's going to be in the same tier. But you know what? I, I agree with you, Worm. He needs to be above Zay Flowers this week. Sorry, Worm. Well, I didn't say uh, that. Raven. I, I said that. <laughs> so Christian Watson, yeah, baby. Let's let's kick him up. I'm gonna put him right behind Amari Cooper at wide receiver 18. Maybe that's a dilemma for you guys, but say goodbye to your own start sit dilemmas with Fantasy Pro's start sit assistant. Within seconds, you'll know exactly who to play for optimal results each and every week. Leveraging insights from numerous experts, the start sit assistant aligns your lineup decisions with the top minds in fantasy football, giving you a competitive edge. Maximize your lineup's potential with just a few clicks. Head to fantasypros.com slash myplaybook and make winning decisions in no time. Erickson, give me your next must-start wide receiver. I'm just going to kind of parrot what Debro said about the Broncos' defense in the matchup, or Romeo Dobbs. I know that he kind of took a step back the last time we saw the Packers play, but he's still been the guy that Jordan Love has gone to the most in terms of targets, in terms of reception. So, again, I think Christian Watson is definitely slated for a massive game, but that's going to come in a lot of big plays, whereas I think Dobbs is going to be the guy that still continues to move the chains in between the 20s. Um, and I think that he also gets involved a lot in the red zone. So expecting good things from this Packers passing game overall. So I think that if you still have him on your roster, you're not really sure what to do with him. Again, it's just the Broncos. Like you want to play him against the Broncos defense. And I know that the Broncos showed up against the Chiefs. Well, the thing the Chiefs offense doesn't do great is like generate a lot of big plays. But that's what's killed the Denver Broncos all season long. So expect big plays from Christian Watson. I think Dobbs can eat here too as well. Do you think that, I mean, your gap in, in your current rank is you do have Christian Watson as a top 20 guy. You have him 18, Erickson, and Dobbs down at 37. That seems pretty wide for two guys that we both think will have good games, right? Well, it just depends on, I mean, Watson's always going to be the upside play. So it's just like Dobbs has to get a lot of volume to like deliver for fantasy. Um, and obviously Watson being back in the lineup hurts his upside. So I think that Dobbs is kind of probably going to finish mm. in that wide receiver three range, which I think is still fine, like worthy of a start. But Watson has like, you know, the smash potential. I got two guys for you, Erickson. Romeo Dobbs or George Pickens. Probably just start Dobbs. Okay. Romeo Dobbs or Jordan Addison. I'd probably start Addison. Okay. And I I think I'm on Dobbs for both of these, and that's making me move Dobbs up. Like I I've got him at wide receiver twenty nine right now. Okay, Con- consensus is wide receiver thirty eight, so that's definitely higher than where uh, than where the they industry apparently has have not him. seen Demario Mathis play cornerback this year. <laughs> that's all I can say. All right, Devro, uh, sticking with you, give me your next must start wide receiver, Marquise Hollywood Brown, baby. The bright lights, Marquise Brown's going to crush this week. Uh, Seattle has not been able to guard wide receivers at all. Uh, allowing the third most fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. Uh, Trey Brown, Tariq Woolen, not getting the job done. And we know that Marquise is going to get a ton of volume, man. He's got a 27% target share. Erickson talks about these massive air yard shares. 43% of the air yards, a 32% first read share. Uh, look, take whatever you think about Josh Dobbs, good quarterback, bad quarterback, it doesn't matter. 
It's going against Seattle. Corners can't cover. Marquise going to get all the volume. Start Marquise Brown. Erickson, where do you have Marquise Brown this week? I got him pranked pretty highly. I mean, he had all the opportunity last week to smash, and it just Josh. They didn't connect oh, with Josh. If Dobbs, Dobbs would have laced him on that yeah, sideline like, throw into the end zone, I was like, and Marquise had a fantastic catch, but he was out of bounds. I was yeah. like, ah. Yeah, he he was very close to having a big game, and when that happens, usually it's just like the next week you want to be aggressive on them. So I mm-hmm. have him wide receiver sixteen. So I feel pretty good about Marquise Brown this week. We're Erickson, home, baby. I got I was him sixteen say, er- too. Erickson has him sixteen. Devo has him sixteen, and the expert consensus rankings have him at sixteen. So you guys are perfectly in line <laughs> with ECR. Erickson, give me your last must start wide receiver. All right, I had to add this guy late to the to the start. Uh, list for wide receivers because i i'm obsessed with him this week and i think that this is going to be the breakout week for jackson smith and jigba rookie wide receiver for the seattle seahawks and this is a time where people are searching for upside on their bench i'm like erickson i've had this guy on my bench all year long like what do i do with him like you know what this week i think you can start him because when you're looking at the matchup the Arizona Cardinals are horrible against slot receivers. Like we've been targeting this Arizona. I get it's been different defensive defensive coordinators. It's been different players, but like the Seahawks have always lit up the Cardinals from the slot. Usually it's always been Tyler Lockett. Like you always play against yep. the Cardinals and won a bunch yep. of DFS contests playing Tyler Lockett <laughs> against the Cardinals, but it's a new year and Tyler Lockett's not the primary slot receiver. That is JSN the Cardinals this year, bad against the slot third, most fantasy points allowed to slot wide receivers this season and we saw the usage bump for JSN last week. He saw five targets, two in the red zone. You know, he tied Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf in terms of leading the team in routes run. Season high in snap share at 72%. Season high route participation at 81%. Season high receiving yards at 48. Pete Carroll said himself in a post-game presser, the best is yet to come for Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think this is the breakout game for him. So if you have him on your bench, you need upside in that flex spot. Go with the rookie. bro. is this the breakout game we've been waiting for for JSN? I'm ready for it, baby. My body is so ready for this. <laughs> I'm so here for it. And last week, we also, Erickson's talking about the differing usage and stuff. We saw his A dot go from 3.3 in weeks one through five to 7.4. And that might not jump out to a lot of people. But I was like, I'm waiting for it to have it, baby. I'm waiting for the JSN A dot to go up. And the thing about it, we keep forgetting and we're not talking enough about the fact that the wrist injury in the preseason, he's farther out from it, people. They're not going to run him on crossers over the middle or deep shots or run him into traffic when he's got one functional hand, basically. Well, guess what? <laughs> he's healthy now. Breakout week is here, baby. I, I hope we get it. They, I told everybody and their mother to draft JSN this year with the idea that he'd be one of those second half like league winning rookie ri- wide receivers. Yes, sir. So I, I sure hope it happens. Uh, Debra, let's do some who should I starts here. Chris Godwin or Zay Flowers, they're 50-50 in the tool. And I know you kind of already answered that, but I already had it written down. So I'll give you a chance to expand <laughs> on it. <laughs> I'm going to go Chris Godwin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Christian Watson or Jacoby Myers, also 50-50 in the tool. Watson. Let's go, Watson. All, all in on your guys. And then lastly, Marquise Brown or Mike Evans. So I know you're lower on Evans, but they are pretty close in ECR. So I wanted to give you the chance to answer that. Yeah, it's going to be Hollywood. Easily for me, Hollywood. Would it be closer if I asked you Marquise Brown or DJ Moore? No, I, I mean, with Bajan, uh probably under center this week, I've dropped DJ Moore. 
Erickson, what do you have DJ Moore at? Because I think he's a wide receiver three. I've got him at wide receiver 28. He's kind of hugged up with uh, Calvin Ridley. Um, and just for context, right right ahead of Romeo Dobbs. I still got DJ Moore ranked. High. I have DJ Moore wide receiver 13 still. So Okay. I mean, yeah, big, big discrepancy okay. there. So, so Erickson, my first question for you was Amari Cooper or DJ Moore? Um, see, I, I think DJ Moore still has a ton of upside. I, I want to keep playing him for those boom weeks. Look, okay. I, I get that Badgins, not Justin Fields, but like, guys, DJ Moore with bad quarterbacks is nothing new. <laughs> like, like we've seen that's this fair. He's that's been fair. dealing with it NFL since career. Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fair. Like it's the Raiders. Like if it was a yeah. bad matchup, I'd probably go away from him. But it's like, dude, like when Badgett came in, he was hyper targeting DJ. That's Moore really fair. That's what they're yeah. telling him to do. So I, I'm not going to lose faith in DJ. He's always a boomer bust wide receiver, regardless of whoever the quarterback I'm, is. I'm going to have to bump him so, up now. Yeah, yep. I'm going to stick with that's more. a good point. Erickson, how about Romeo Dobbs or Josh Downs this week? I'm going to stick with Dobbs again. I just I get that Downs might have some favorable looks from the Browns in the way that they have their defense set up. But again, like a lot of that Colts offense, especially last week, has been like garbage time. And I'm just concerned if the Browns are playing in a more tight game with the Colts that Minshew doesn't have that opportunity and it's more empty volume. Whereas Dobbs, I just feel more confident about him in the overall matchup, especially like I don't think he's going to see like certain at all. So I think Mm -hmm. that he's much safer. You threw me a a last second pivot with this JSN one. So I didn't have time to come up with a great comparison here. So thanks to Debro's suggestion, I just went with somebody that you have back to back with JSN in your rankings. JSN or Gabe Davis this week? Oh, JSN for me. Like, I mean, Gabe Davis could obviously burn me and catch a touchdown like he always does, but I'm just gonna go with the the guy who thinks the better player. And I think it's I think it's JSN breakout. We got it. You gotta you gotta call your shots sometime. And I'm calling my shot on JSN this week. So let's go, Debro. That uh, who do I start with? Your suggestion. So I'll let you answer it as well. JSN or Gabe Davis? I'm going JSN. And just to double down on this, like I I, I just moved JSN above Gabe Davis because I was I was like, where do I have JSN ranked? Oh, this is egregious. I need to bump him up, man. No, he's got to be a wide receiver three in the ranks. Come on. We- we got to get uh, Fitz on to listen to this show because he is now way lower than both of you guys on JSN, uh, and he didn't have the benefit of Send hearing Erickson wax poetic to about Fitz him. Morris so right we, now. He, he's got JSN down at wide receiver 44, so we got to get him to fix that <laughs> well, pretty I mean, quick. Okay, Pat's, working, Pat's working on his audio issues, okay? Like, give him yeah. a break. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go to the quarterback tight end and defense slash special team section. Debro, hit me with your QBTE DST. Oh, we're so high on JSN. Let's go Chef Gino. Gino Smith, baby. Got to start him. Got to start him. Arizona Cardinals are 32nd in pressure rate. Chef Gino is going to have all the time to cook in the kitchen today, man. He's going to crush this week. This secondary is also allowing the third highest yards per attempt and fourth highest passer rating. So got to get Gino Smith in there. Confidently a QB1 this week. And another guy I'm going to bring up here, Luke Musgrave. Gonna be a tight end one this week. The usage for Luke Musgrave has been there. If you look at the full games that he has played, his target share, his yards per route run, all these different things, his route run rate has all been top 12. Now marry this with Denver. And we're talking about basically this week is start all your Packers. Start Jordan Love. Start Christian Watson. Start Romeo Dobbs. And this is going to filter down to Luke Musgrave because Denver has been terrible against tight ends. 
They are the dream matchup, the turnstile matchup. We've talked about it in previous years. Oh, start all your tight ends versus Seattle. Start all your tight ends versus Arizona. This year, that is the Denver Broncos. They're allowing the most receiving yards, second highest yards per reception, and the most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. Play Musgrave. And the DST is easy, man. Just play the Browns. They were out there. Play the Browns versus the Colts. Why they were below 30% rostered, I get the 49ers, but I hope you picked up the Browns and play them this week. Are the Browns a good fantasy defense or a good like or a better real life defense? Um, we're going to go with option C here, Warren. We're going to go with both. Both, yes. Uh, I figured that was probably the case. I want to ask <laughs> you this, D-Bro, because you and Fitz and Erickson all have these three names in some order, back to back Ooh. to back. How would right. you rank the three... St- the three startable NFC West quarterbacks this week, Geno Smith, Brock Purdy, Matthew Stafford. How are you ranking those three, D-Bro? Boy, it's a good question, Worm. Um, And, you know, no no offense to Josh Dobbs, not, not in that conversation. <laughs> I've got, um, yeah, Josh Dobbs. Not in that <laughs> bringing up the rear, Josh yeah, Dobbs. He's, bring, he's bringing up the rear, baby. Um, I've got Geno at QB7. I've got Matthew Stafford at QB8 and Purdy at QB9. Uh, the only reason I don't have Stafford above uh, Geno is just we've seen iterations where the Rams like to go run heavy in the red zone, and that's what's capped Stafford's uh, passing touchdowns, what's really hurt his fantasy ceiling this year. Um, so I like Stafford, but if I am going to go with him this week, uh, it's going to be Smith, Stafford, and then Purdy, uh, QB9. How are you ranking this three, Erickson? So I actually have Purdy ranked ahead of Stafford, but I have them in that exact same order. And it's just, I mean, I'm looking at the implied team totals. 49 yeah. or the Seahawks have mm-hmm. the highest, 49ers are second highest, Stafford and the Rams is third highest. And I have the back to back to back. I think Good you call. can start all of them. Um, but call. I'm just kind of losing Vegas as my crutch to, in my ranking. So that's how I have them ordered. Oh, love just, that. Just to share them because it's also a different order. Fitz has them Purdy seven, Geno eight, and Stafford nine. So everybody's wow. slightly off, but all in that so we're same. All, we're range. all in consensus. We all have three of those guys in top the, ten. They're, just they're to, all seven, eight, nine yep. for you guys, just just different oh, orders. That's awesome. Before we move on with the show, I need to take a moment to share something really personal with everyone. A while back, a friend of mine had a harrowing experience with identity theft, and it got me seriously thinking about my own online privacy. I realized that my personal data, just like yours, is constantly being traded and sold online by data brokers. It's a scary thought. That's when I discovered Delete Me, a service that has become a game changer for me. Delete Me helps in erasing your personal information that's sold by data brokers, safeguarding your privacy like a pro. Personally, I've been using Delete Me for a while now, and the peace of mind it provides is truly priceless. I control what information is out there about me, protecting not only my privacy, but also my safety. I can't stress enough how important it is to protect yourself online, and Delete Me is your first line of defense. Now get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash fantasy20 and use promo code fantasy20. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash fantasy20 and enter promo code fantasy20 at checkout. Again, that's joindeleteme.com slash fantasy20, promo code fantasy20. Erickson, take us home here with your quarterback, tight end, and defense slash special teams. Yeah, so we'll start at QB. I know we've talked a lot about the Packers, guys. I just want to mention Jordan Love. I think he's a really strong starter this week. But in some deeper formats and sometimes in, in some of my own leagues where I've made mistakes, I've had CJ Stroud and I've, I addressed the waiver wire poorly. I'm looking at Daniel Jones as a potential streamer this week. I know he's dealing with a neck injury, but 
the matchup is there for Daniel Jones if he plays in this game. I know he's been really hit or miss. The offensive line has been a mess, but Daniel Jones has a good matchup and he's a mobile quarterback. So there is a argument to be made for him to be a starter. If you're in a pinch with the bye weeks, you got to play a guy in a good matchup. So commanders, third most fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, league high yards per completion, third highest adjusted yards gained per pass attempt. So I think that when you look at the commander's defense, Daniel Jones, if you're really hurting at quarterback, you need some upside. I think that Dan Jones can deliver. And if he doesn't go, I think you can make the same case for Tyrod Taylor. He's a mobile quarterback. He can throw the ball deep. He's got a good touch pass. So I think these Giants quarterbacks are kind of underrated, especially with Saquon Markley back in the lineup. It helps boost the offense overall. Um, At tight end, I love Michael Mayer uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. So he's starting to get more steam. He's getting more involved in the offense, especially from the get-go. If you you watch the last two Raiders games, the broadcast have literally talked about, yeah, they're talking about getting Michael Mayer more involved. And like on the first drives of both games, like he's getting the ball like right away. So it's in the game plan that he's seeing receptions and seeing targets. 19% 19% target share last week, five catch for 75 yards, two red zone targets. Second week in a row that he was getting more involved from the get-go. Season high in snaps here, 81%, 66% route participation. And the matchup is there for him against the Chicago Bears. Horrible against tight ends this year. Most receptions allowed per game, fourth most targets. So Michael Mayer, look, we're seeing these rookie tight ends break out all over the place. Sam Laporta's already broken out. Luke Musgrave's already broken out. Michael Mayer's next. Like, this was a very talented tight end cat class. So I think Michael Mayer is just, you know, it took a, it was a more of a slow burn, but we're starting to see it from him. So I think you can pick him up and start him this week if you're hurting at tight end. And then you obviously got a hedge here with the DST. Play the Commanders. They are playing the Giants, who, again, are starting offensive linemen that off the couch. And the Commanders have a really, really strong pressure rate. So I think that they can get some sacks on whichever Giants quarterback is under center. So... If you get 30 points from your quarterback and Washington Commanders defense combined, I feel pretty good about that as a, a fill-in on bye weeks. We're up on time, so very quickly here, Erickson. Michael Mayer or David Njoku this week, they are back-to-back in ECR. Wow, they're Michael, back-to-back? Michael, Michael Mayer for me. Yep, they're, they're back-to-back in ECR. Yeah. All right, quick recap here. Must start running backs. Mm. Brian Robinson, Najee Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Javante Williams, Zach Evans, Deontay Foreman. Must start wide receivers this week. Chris Godwin, Christian Watson, Marquise Brown, Amari Cooper, Romeo Dobbs, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And our must start quarterbacks, Geno Smith and Daniel Jones. Or if he doesn't play, maybe Tyra Taylor or even Jordan Love, as Erickson mentioned. Our must start tight ends, Luke Musgrave and Michael Mayer. And our must start defenses are the Browns and the Commanders. Sits. We are talking some must-sits today as we head into week seven. We will start where we always start, which is with the running backs. And we'll start with Andrew Erickson. Erickson, who's your number one must-sit running back of week seven? I don't want to play Keontae Ingram uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I'm afraid of his matchup here. I don't like it. Um, Seattle's rush defense is really good this year. 3.2 yards per carry allowed. Sixth fewest rushing yards allowed per game. And when you look at what happened with Ingram last week, Yes, he was like the starter and he got the most carries, but he didn't play the most snaps because Arizona was trailing and DiMarcado actually played the most snaps and was actually on the field the entire second half, basically. Like Ingram had one carry in the second half in the entire game. So I'm concerned that if the Cardinals fall behind the Seahawks, that Ingram is going to get neutralized already in a bad matchup. So I wouldn't go chasing what he did last week in the box score, even as like an RB3, because the matchup is bad and he's a one-dimensional in terms of he's only going to be operating on early downs and he's probably going to have to score a touchdown 
Drew, you'd pay off starting him this week. So Keontae Ingram for me is someone that I want to get away from. Do you have interest in anybody in this backfield? Uh, not particular. No, I, I really don't. Um, again, it's kind of a mess. They, they're, they, they show us they want to use three different guys. Like they brought Damian Williams back from the grave and they're using him. They're using DeMarcado. Like he's, he's playing a lot of snaps and then Ingram is just working, you know, on early down. So, um, it's not, no one's seeing that James Conner workload. And, and that was what was saving James Conner was his workload in a overall bad offense. So, for me, it's really want to shy away, especially the matchup is is really bad. Debra, who's your top must sit running back? Uh, you're gonna hate this worm. It's Gus Edwards, baby, and this all comes no, down to I, the matchup. I, I agree with it. You're not wrong here. I mean, it's twofold. It's not only the matchup, but the fact that Justice Hill over the last few weeks has gotten more red zone carries than Gus Edwards. Yeah, so let let that sink in, people. Smaller back versus the bus has gotten less red zone carries. And now you stack this up. I mean, Detroit, we've been talking about this for weeks, guys. They're an elite run defense. They have allowed the third lowest explosive run rate. Twelfth, They have the 12th highest stuff rate. I want no part of Gus Edwards. Like, rank him as an RB4. Don't play him. I will roll out incredibly thin wide receiver plays in my flex play just to go with matchups over starting Gus Edwards. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the Ravens are doing with the backfield because I just like Gus Edwards better than Justice Hill. Justice Hill has had some explosive runs this year. He's also fumbled a lot. And Gus Edwards is just very reliable, particularly particularly near the goal line. He's been really good in his career at scoring touchdowns, and they're just not using him that way this year. Or they're using Lamar when they're down there, which is fine. But, um, yeah, it's been a little frustrating as somebody who, who was pretty heavily invested in Gus Edwards. Do you like – Edwards or Hill, not this week, because, again, it's a tough run defense regardless, but Debro, rest of season, do you have a preference between Edwards or Justice Hill? I'll take Justice Hill, but it's, I mean, we're, we're, we're parsing between the lesser of two evils here. I think that yeah. considering how bad both of them have played, if you look at their efficiency metrics, it might honestly, and I, and I was not on this bandwagon, it might honestly be time to stash Keaton Mitchell. I, I do have him stashed in, in only in super deep leagues, but I, I do have him stashed just in case because you're right. I mean, it's we haven't really seen the big breakout from either of these two mm-hmm. current guys that we expected. Erickson, give me your next must sit guy. Alexander Madison is playing the mm-hmm. 49ers this week. It's a it's a horrible matchup. They're allowing fewer than 60 rushing yards per game to running backs. Look, Alexander Madison has not been good really all year. Um, he's been getting by with volume, and we've seen Cam Akers somewhat work into his workload at times. This past week, we didn't really see it play out with Madison really taking on a larger role in the receiving game, and that's ultimately what kind of got him got the job done for him against the Chicago Bears. We talked about last week as underrated run defense. Madison still was productive in the receiving game, so he did enough for you if you did start him. But in this week, it's just the matchup is not there, and Madison has not earned the efficiency that we would expect for him to overcome this matchup. I mean, the Vikings offense was so bad last week overall without Justin Jefferson. Like I was shocked at like how bad that they played specifically on third downs. Like they could not convert anything. They couldn't sustain any type of drive. And I don't think that's going to change against a pissed off 49ers team that just lost to the Browns and PJ Walker. So Kirk cousins, prime time. Like this is a bad spot for like, I think the entire Vikings offense um the 49ers could get Dre Greenlaw back who wasn't playing last week one of their main linebackers so I think this is a game where we start to see Madison probably get exposed more than we have at any point this season so I'm trying to say him 
Debra, where do you have Madison this week? Oh, guys, uh, six teams on by. Low end <laughs> RB two is an adventure. I'm not telling you it's a it's a choose your own adventure, and you like what happens. It is a choose your own adventure. And you're like, ah, it might be Indiana Jones out here, man. Like, there's buzz saws coming out the wall and stuff. I don't know what's gonna happen. So I've got him in that range of like low end RB two, but oh, good lord, I don't feel good about it. I really don't. I've got him at RB twenty three, but I'll throw this to you, Erickson. Would you rather start Alexander Madison or Kareem Hunt? Because I'm really considering putting Kareem Hunt over Alexander Madison. I mean, Kareem Hunt's still like in a committee. So Mm -hmm. I would, I mean, I don't know. Like, does Kareem Hunt have more juice than Alexander Madison does at this point? He might. How many points points is the Brown offense is going to score with P.J. Walker? He was horrible last week. How many points are the Vikings going to score? I mean, you just laid the case out, man. Like... (laughs) Points, I mean, I'll probably maybe? start Madison in that particular case just because he's the starter on his team yep. and he he's going to play more snaps. Like, that's basically what I'm trying to do here. But again, if I don't have to start any of these guys as RB2s, like I'm going to flex somebody else. I'll flex a wide receiver that I just think is way more upside than a lot of these running backs that the back end RB2 tier is just it's, in bad shape this week. It's bad, man. Like, when I, you I get do, past... I do like... <laughs> RB14. I do like you breaking up the buys because w- when you sent me your names for the must-sits, both of you guys, I-, I looked and was looking at some of the rankings, and I was like, these guys are ranked kind of high for must-sits, but it's just that there's nothing there. Six teams on by. This is only the first of two weeks we have this year with six teams on by. The others in week <sighs> 13, so that will be another fun one. Guys, you know fall is unquestionably my favorite season. There's nothing I love more than seeing the colors change, feeling that crisp autumn breeze. Just feels like football, right? I love fall camping, going to games, pretty much any outdoor activity this time of year. The only thing better, spending fall outside with friends and with beer, but not just any beer. Miller Lite, the 96-calorie beer that tastes like beer and is perfectly brewed for everything summer and fall have to offer. I love talking about my softball team on this show. We are wrapping up the fall season next week with a doubleheader, and you all know that we'll be celebrating a fun season together with an after party, looking back on all the memories and new friends we made this year, fully stocked up with a couple of cases of Miller Lite. With a Miller Lite in your hand, fall doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash pros. That's MillerLite.com slash pros, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Debro, get me your next must-sit running back. I feel like, unfortunately, this guy makes the list on a lot of weeks, and I'm just not in on him. 
That's Rashad White talking about the adventures of low end RB2 uh, land. He uh, Rashad White's not been good this year. Uh, despite all of the snap share, he's sixth in snap share, 12th in opportunity share. He's even top 12 in red zone touches, and he has not been great. He's 40th in yards per touch. And you look at the matchup this week against the Falcons, they've been a lockdown defense versus running backs. So they have the 10th best stuff rate, and they have allowed the 12th lowest yards per carry on zone runs, which account for 57% of Rashad White's carries. So I'm never enamored to play Rashad White. Definitely not this week. Yeah, White is somebody that I was pretty low on going into the season, you know, relative to consensus. And you're right. It's like the volume, sure, but just ha- hasn't looked good. Erickson, I know White is a guy that you liked, you know, during draft season. So what do you make of him at this point? I mean, he just doesn't have I mean, if the matchup's good, he he hits, and if it's not, he doesn't do anything. Like he's a volume based RB two. Like he's giving you a a floor every week because he gets the volume and again. It's not all on him because no one in this backfield can run the football. Like they've tried Keyshawn Vaughn. They've tried Sean Tucker. Like all these guys are doing horrible. So part of it does have to do with the run blocking of the offensive line. It's been really bad. They've been really good pass blocking. Um, I think that he's underwhelmed as a receiver. I expected a little bit more out of him as a receiver with Baker Mayfield, at quarterback, but he hasn't really seen super high target share. He only has one game with more than three catches. So for me, it's really about like matchup. Like he's a matchup bait. Like you can see him against the bears. He had his best week of the year. And then every other matchup, I mean, he's had tough matchups. Mostly again, last week was the lions. Like I took his under on his rushing yards prop and that came in very easily. And again, it's another tough matchup against the Falcons. So unfortunately white is someone you're kind of like stuck with. You can't really move him because he does have some value with the floor, but at the same time, like his upside is limited unless he gets softer matchups. Erickson, I'll stick with you for your last must-sit running back. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Colts are playing the Browns. Browns have an elite defense basically against every single position. They're allowing the fourth fewest rushing yards per game to running backs, and Jonathan Taylor continues to split time with Zach Moss. Like, yes, his role increased last week, but at the same time, Zach Moss still played more snaps. Zach Moss still scored a touchdown. Zach Moss was still involved in the receiving game. Like, is he going to go away? Is he going to turn back into a pumpkin? I know it's autumn, and I know that's your favorite time of year, Worm, but I don't know if we're going to see Moss go away fully where you can trust JT to get enough volume to overcome a tough matchup. So that's the always the play with running backs is, okay, if they're getting all the volume, don't really care who they're playing. They can overcome it. But if he's still continuing to split snap 50, 50, especially if he's not even seeing all the goal line work. Okay. Then we have question marks about what JT can do now, again, based on the bye weeks you probably can't sit him. So it's really more of a, Hey, like temper expectations with JT. And again, I wouldn't be playing Zach Moss. Like, I wanted to bench Zach Moss last week, and he scored a touchdown. So that really kind of got him to the promised land if you had started him. But I really don't want to play any of these Colts running backs because you're just hoping for another more garbage time from Gardner Minshew like we got last week. But that's not guaranteed in a much tougher matchup against an elite Browns defense. Jonathan Taylor is RB16 in the expert consensus rankings in half PPR. Is that too high, too low, or just right, Erickson? I think it's just right. I mean, when you think about Jonathan Taylor, like he's kind of viewed as like a top five running back. And then you're also considering there are six teams on bye week and he's not even an RB one. So I think that it's accurate. Again, it's really hard to bench him. It's like, what are your alternatives? I know Debra brought up like Kareem Hunt on the other side of that game. It's like I probably still start Jonathan Taylor. But I mean, he hasn't also he also hasn't been good like since he's come back. Now, that's because he's rusty because he missed so much time. But he has. Zero rushing, zero rushing attempts over five yards. He's averaging 2.6 yards per carry this year. Now, it's a small sample size, but 
we have yet to see him rip off any big runs, which Zach Moss has ripped off some big runs. So yeah, still concerned about JT as his, his coming back slowly um, after he kind of held out and had that injury. Yeah, uh, Debra, no explanation, but same question. RB16, Jonathan Taylor, too high, too low, just right. Just right. I've got him at RB18. Okay. Uh, let's stick with you for the last must-sit running back here, Debro. Well, it's going to hurt my heart, but um, you're probably going to have to start him just because six teams on a bye, but you need to temper expectations. Last week was rough, and who knows what it looks like going forward for James Cook. Uh, when the Bills decided that they want to run Latavius Murray inside the 20 more than James Cook, their most explosive running back on the roster. We've got a problem, people. Latavius Murray, uh, last week, four red zone opportunities. James Cook, one. You look at the matchup versus New England, it's not great. Ninth lowest explosive run rate allowed. Second lowest yards per care, yards per after contact per attempt. It's just, this is a matchup where... You're probably going to see a lot of Josh Allen running, a lot of passing, a lot of Stefan Diggs, and who knows what kind of workload James Cook gets in this game. So I know you probably cannot sit him considering six teams on a bye, but if you're considering James Cook for your flex, I would probably look elsewhere. Man, what what a state of affairs. Uh, mm. Let's go to the Who Should I Start tool, free to use at fantasypros.com slash start. You guys can head there yourselves, put in your own starter sit questions, up to four players at a time, which is nice if you have more than just a head-to-head you're trying to decide from. You can even pick and choose which experts your decision draws from if you'd like to do that as well. Again, that's free to use at fantasypros.com slash start. Erickson. Would you start Keontae Ingram or Justice Hill? That's actually 50-50 in the tool this week. I'd probably start Justice Hill because he's involved in the passing game. So that's the way you can get away from the Detroit Lions elite run defense. Like if Hill's catching passes Oof. outside of the backfield, I know Ingram's not going to catch any passes. Yeah. Uh, how about Alexander Madison or a guy Debra picked, Rashad White? <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is how it's Rashad White, and who's the other guy? Alexander Sorry, just, Madison. Oh, Ma- Madison. It's oh, so man. bad, he just forgot about it. He's just like, oh, <laughs> I can't this, it. this is also 50-50. I'm, <laughs> I'm starting Rashad White. I liked him more. I've been fading. I, I, I tell people to trade Madison every single week. I know. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not I'm not turning back now. I have White run one spot ahead, so it even matches my rankings. Prep, prepping for our Tuesday <laughs> buy or sell show is a weekly battle of you wanting to pick Alexander Madison again as your sell high running back and me saying we need to talk about other players i mean at that Uh, point it's just a bit man like how many weeks can you do it in a row (laughs) yeah until people complain uh diva who would you take in that one actually madison or rashad white Ugh, i'm gonna go alexander madison but dude dude i i i I was watching something i was like one of the press conferences from the vikings and the comments from the vikings fans about alexander madison they are uh, so fed up with him. They're like, we do not want this guy at all. They're like, why is Akers not playing more? Why is Akers not oh, taking over the job? And this is from like diehard just, Vikings fans. Just so, wait until yeah. they watch Akers run the ball. They're gonna then then but, they'll get they'll get mad at Akers. I mean, it's it, what? they won't be happy with either either option. One more here, Erickson. Jonathan Taylor or Jameer Gibbs? Gibbs. Gibbs. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sitting Gibbs if Montgomery doesn't play. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care who yeah. they're playing. Greg Reynolds like, might not even play too. Yeah, yeah so. that's, that's true. Uh, Debro, uh, Gus Edwards or Zach Evans? I'll go with Gus. I I have no clue what to make out of this Rams backfield. I, I'm just going to mention that real fast. Like, yeah. I wrote it up in the primer and I'm like, 
Y'all can wait till Friday or Saturday and I'm going to update this and hopefully we get some kind of like breadcrumbs, some kind of nugget of information out of beat reporters because I mean, it's, it's Zach Evans. It's we, we have Royce Freeman. We re-signed Daryl Henderson, baby. And we signed Miles Gaskin. The answer is probably just, they passed the ball a lot, but mm. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Next one, Rashad White or Javante Williams, D-Bro. Oh, I'm going Javante. I, I actually was going to bring that up earlier when when Erickson was talking about Jonathan Taylor and stuff. I've got Javante at RB17 right now. Okay, and then the last last one here, last one here, James Cook or Jerome Ford, D-Bro. These are a lot of guys that are all kind of in that middle <sighs> RB2 range in the expert consensus rankings. Man, um, I'll go with James Cook. I'm just going to bet on talent. I, and I, I I really think that there's a possibility where we see – the usage in the Browns backfield flip even further to Kareem Hunt this week. Would you would you take Javante over both those guys? Yes. Okay. All right, let's go to the must-sit wide receivers. Erickson, starting with you. Must-sit wide receivers. So I'm going to start with Cortland Sutton uh, for the Denver Broncos. The Packers are a really tough matchup for wide receivers, especially with their guys coming off a of bye week. Their guys are healthy. Jair Alexander's not on the injury report anymore, so that's going to be a tough test for Cortland Sutton who has been running very hot on touchdowns, even in garbage time, like he's still getting the touchdowns. But Packers ranked fifth in terms of fewest fantasy points per game allowed to perimeter wide receivers. So I want to sit him this week. I think that we're going to see some regression come from Russell Wilson and company in the passing game. I just don't think he's going to be throwing as many touchdowns as he has to start the year. If you had to start somebody in this passing game, is it Sutton just because of the touchdown potential? Um, and it's just you're, you won't avoid everybody? Or do you prefer like Judy or, you know, Marvin Mims breakout game or somebody. um, I think that they're, they're going to try to trade Judy. So they got to like pump up his stats somehow. Like the the quote about Sean Payton being like, wait, like Mims is not playing this much. Like, and like, (laughs) you can totally read between the lines. It's like, clearly they're trying to get Judy on the field so they can pump up his trades to trade value so they can trade him and then play Marvin Mims. So right now, I mean, I I would say that they're probably more likely to keep Sutton uh, unless someone else, unless a team Mm -hmm. would rather have him. I mean, Judy's younger. So that's the only reason that another team might be interested, but I don't know the way that Steve Smith talked about Jerry Judy is <laughs> not a good look. And then Judy then followed up by basically doing nothing on <laughs> yeah. Thursday night. So kind of confirming what Steve yeah, Smith all was of talking social media about. was like, Oh man, Jerry Judy's coming in and be fired <laughs> yeah. up. And then <laughs> yeah, 10 for 203 <laughs> touchdowns incoming. And <clears throat> that did not happen. Nope. <laughs> Narrator voice. Uh, Debra, give me your must sit receiver here. I'm going to send Michael Pittman and Low key, I was not expecting this when I pulled up the Colts receivers, but Cleveland operating at a top five rate in man coverage. Michael Pittman doesn't even lead that team in target share or yards per route run against man coverage. Both of those go to Josh Downs. So he's not even their preferred option to beat man coverage, as well as he's not been good versus it. 21% target share. His yards per route run falls from 1.8 overall to 1.3, which is very tenuous level for Michael Pittman. So it's not only do the Colts target him a ton versus man coverage, he's not been good versus it, so you got to sit Michael Pittman. I know a lot of experts say that you really shouldn't care about how good the defense, like zone versus man type stuff, sure, but you really shouldn't care like just how good a defense is and avoid them except for on the extremes. This Browns defense is good enough on the extreme, right? That if there's ever a question, we're erring on the side of not the guy facing the Browns, right, Debra? 
Yeah, uh, and, and I totally understand that. I, my pushback against that always is if you don't like cornerback matchups, it's probably because you don't understand them. So <laughs> I'm always with pushing back against that because the process is the process, man. Erickson, give me your next must-sit receiver. I'm looking at Deontay Johnson for the Pittsburgh Steers. Now he's expected to come back and play the Los Angeles Rams this week. He hasn't played since week one when he suffered a hamstring injury. But Deontay Johnson doesn't fall into the category, especially within the confines of this very underwhelming Steelers offense that you just like, oh, like plug and play. Like he's he's ready to go. Like I want to see him make sure he's healthy, make sure he has his full time rollback. And I think it's okay to keep him on the bench because I don't think you're going to be missing that much from him potentially in a matchup that's not even good. You know, Rams have allowed fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this season. Pat Frymuth's coming back as well. So I kind of want to see how the targets shake out. Like, is this offense looking any better? After their bye week, did they change things up at all? Is he still the target share leader? There's a lot of question marks about the Steelers offense in general. So you've made it so far or this long without playing Deontay Johnson. So I think it's okay to just kind of leave him on the bench, see how things kind of play out here and see if he reclaims that number one target share that George Pickens has kind of had, you know, since his injury. If you had to start one of them, would you rather start Pickens and not Deontay Johnson? Probably just because he's been playing and Kenny Pickett's been targeting him as a wide receiver one. So. Yeah, Debra, I know you're going to talk about Pickens a bit later. Who's your next must-sit receiver? Uh, it's got to be Josh Palmer. And I, I'm going to caveat this with, I, I have not been high on Josh Palmer. Anybody that's read the primer, has followed my work, knows that. I, I've got to get Josh Palmer a little bit of love before I tell people to sit him. Only in the sense that he has been actually good since Mike Williams has been out. 26, 24% target share, 2.0 yards per route run. But this matchup... I think Palmer could get it a shadow from Legereus Sneed, who is playing out of his mind this year. Legereus Sneed has followed a, a litany of amazing wide receivers on 58 to 75% of their routes. And, and I'm bearing the lead here, but he shadowed Calvin Ridley. He shadowed DJ Moore, Garrett Wilson, and Justin Jefferson. And none of those guys exceeded 40 receiving yards in his primary coverage. That laundry list of guys got shut down by Legereus Sneed. <laughs> what do you think Josh Palmer is going to do this week? Palmer is a, a back-end wide receiver three in the consensus rankings. He's wide receiver 34 this week, according to the experts. Is that a, about where you have him, or would you go even lower, Debro? I've got him at wide receiver 36, and considering that like there's other guys that I'm probably going to move ahead of him one depending on what happens in Seattle I'm probably going to move Jackson Smith and Jigba above him um if they're missing a few guys but I I think this is all just to tie a nice little neat bow on this this comes down to if you have other guys like I'll I'll, I'll start Josh Downs even considering the matchup with Cleveland I'll start Josh Downs over Josh Palmer Erickson give me your last must sit wide receiver Drake London uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. He's playing on the road this week, and you don't want to trust Desmond Ritter on the road. Like, I'm telling you, like, the last two games, Desmond Ritter, 300 passing yards. Ooh, this is great. Can we stream this guy? Can we trust this guy? No, can do. Because when you take him out of the dome, take him out of his comfort zone, <laughs> he crumbles. <laughs> and that has trickled over into London splits this year as well. So even though since week two, basically after that one game where London basically was not involved, London has a 23% target share, He's been the number one guy. He's been solid. But on the road, he has not exceeded 32 receiving yards or three catches in the two road games that they've played since. So I'm very concerned about this Falcons offense overall, playing on the road against Tampa Bay, 
hostile environment. I don't like it at all. We saw Ritter struggle at the end of last week's game. He had chances to get their team back into to win that game. Like they were down eight points in the fourth quarter, like three different times, and Ritter couldn't get it done. So I'm concerned about him with the pass rush that Tampa Bay is going to present. And I think it's going to have a trickle effect on Drake London as well. So Tampa Bay has strong corners, and I, I just don't like the matchup. I'm not sure home games are a comfort zone for Ritter, maybe relatively speaking compared to the road, but I wasn't where he actually had a a comfort zone. He doesn't look that great in either spot. Although, like you said, definitely better at home. Debro, I teased it earlier. You want to talk about George Pickens here? Yes, I do. Um, and, and for a lot of the same points that Erickson brought up with Deontay Johnson, but I think also the reemergence of Deontay Johnson is going to hurt George Pickens. He's been getting this insane volume, 23% target share, 43% of the air yards. And yet he's been the same volatile as all get out type of wide receiver that we saw last year. It's either boom, where George Pickens has wide receiver one, wide receiver five, wide receiver 11, wide receiver five outings this year, or wide receiver 38, wide receiver 65. So what happens to George Kid, uh, George Pickens, excuse me, what happens to Pickens this week, when Deontay Johnson comes back, he is the guy that Kenny Pickett leans on and looks to what happens to Pickens. I think he, he turns right back into a pumpkin. He becomes that guy who's volatile, who's a field stretcher. The target here kind of evaporates into thin air. And even if you want to lean on the fact of, okay, uh, these Rams outside corners are extremely good. Now, we'll see if Darion Kendrick plays this week, considering his off the field stuff. But they've been playing out of their minds. I do not want to invest in this Pittsburgh Steelers passing attack outside of probably Pat Fryermuth. So I'll ask you the same thing I asked Erickson, which is which of these two guys, George Pickens or Deontay Johnson, would you rather start? I'm going Deontay. Assuming that he's a full go, which he's already practicing in full. I don't see that he's going to go out there and not be a full go if they're going to be willing to play him, considering how long he's been out. I think he's going to go fall right back into the same exact role he's always had in Pittsburgh. And that is as the wide receiver one, as the target leader, as Kenny Pickett's safety blanket. We, we talked about this off air and stuff like Kirk Cousins looked like a shell of himself without Justin Jefferson out there. Kenny Pickett has not looked great. He's probably going to see Deontay Johnson walk back into the huddle and be like, oh, my God, I'm so happy to see you. I'm, I'm going to give you all the targets. I, no offense, <laughs> no offense, George Pickens. I'm going to give you all the targets. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do some uh, who should I start here. Erickson, Cortland Sutton or Curtis Samuel this week? Ooh. I'm going to ride the ride the wave with Curtis Samuel. He's just been, nice. he's been really productive the last couple of weeks. And I just think that he did this last year, too. He started out really hot. He obviously fizzled out a little bit as the season went on, but... I think that I would just keep riding Curtis Samuel in this commander's offense. How about Deontay Johnson or KJ Osborne? I think I'd probably go with Deontay in that. I just don't want any part of this Vikings offense. Like they're like, yeah. it's, it's just, a, it's Monday night football. The world's going to be watching. And I just think it's a really bad spot for Kirk Cousins. like this entire offense. Honestly, I, just, I yeah. don't like it. So I would rather go with, take the risk with Deontay off the injury. How about, Drake London or George Pickens? Um, I think in that case, I'd probably go with Drake London because I know that he's still like the clear alpha and there is a non-zero chance that, you know, Deontay does step back in and just sees the majority of targets and Pickens just puts up like a total goose egg. 
So at least Drake London, I know will get some targets, even if it's I don't like his ceiling against the Falcon or against the the Buccaneers. Um, where Pickens, it's like, I mean, the dude doesn't. I mean, if the dude doesn't catch a seventy yard touchdown, then he doesn't do anything. Like like that's how yeah. he scored the majority of his points. So doesn't see on, broken coverage. Based, he's pretty much going to do nothing based on the matchup <laughs> at hand against the Rams. It just doesn't seem like this is a game where that would be more likely to happen. So I would probably just play London. So D bro, are you also going London? Cause I have the same question written down oh, yeah. for you. Easy, easy yeah. London. Like it's, it's not even a question. How mm-hmm. about Michael Pittman or Amari Cooper D bro? Oh, give me Amari in a landslide. Okay. And then lastly, Josh Palmer or Rashi Rice. Oh, I'm going to go. That's rough, man. That That is a rough one because Rasheed Rice, I'm like, just watch what happens. Mahomes going to throw a touchdown to him and he's going to play 20% of the snaps and he's still going to outplay Palmer. The heck with it. I'm going to go Rice. All right. Let's go to our quarterback tight end defense special team segment. Eric, we'll start with you. Clump these guys together. QB, TE and DST. All right, I'm going to start with quarterback talking about the Broncos passing game with Cortland Sutton. I'm going to sit Russell Wilson this week. Um, Russell Wilson kind of got exposed last week against the Chiefs. He was horrible in that game, and I think that that's going to be more of what we're going to see from him, not what we saw during the beginning of the year when he was throwing touchdowns at a much higher rate. Packers defense has allowed just one passing touchdown per game to opposing quarterbacks. Fifth lowest percentage of passing touchdowns faced. They haven't allowed any quarterback to throw for more than 250 passing yards against them. Only one quarterback has scored 20-plus fantasy points against them, Desmond Ritter, and he had a rushing touchdown to get there. So I know it was a nice start with Russ. It seemed like he was back. I'm not so sure he's back. <laughs> so I'm going to be trying to sit him against the Packers coming off their bye week at tight end. Going back to this Falcons matchup, just continuing to fade the Falcons on the road, Kyle Pitts. Um, so he basically, yes, he's a tight end by designation, but he really more plays like the slot. And that's where Tampa Bay is really, really good against uh, tight ends when they're lined up in the slot. Fifth fewest fantasy points allowed two tight ends in the slot. And overall, the Buccaneers have been good against tight ends, allowing just 39 yards per game to the position. Third lowest yards per reception. So we saw it last week. Laporta got a ton of targets, not efficient. So even if Kyle Pitts is getting volume, which he has been getting more of the last couple of weeks because of the pump and passing usage with the Desmond Ritter, I'm concerned that even if he gets volume, like it's not going to be efficient because Tampa Bay is playing tight coverage against tight ends. So also, I, I don't think he's going to get bailed up by a touchdown. And that's usually a really big when it comes to tight ends and fantasy. The Buccaneers, and remember this, like Buccaneers are the number one red zone defense in the NFL. So touchdowns are going to be in limited capacity, which is why I think that all these Falcons players have low upside in this matchup on the road because I just don't think they're going to score a lot of touchdowns. So that's my concern for the Falcons overall. And then my DST to sit is Baltimore. Uh, they're playing at home against the Detroit Lions and may think, oh, like Jared Goff on the road, like maybe they're a sneaky start. Uh, you know, people have obviously been playing the Ravens because they've had a cupcake schedule. Yes, that, that's my point. Like they've had a cupcake schedule. Here's, here's who they face this year. Rookie quarterback making his first start. Injured Joe Burrow. Another backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Another rookie quarterback making his first start. Kenny Pickett. Ryan Tannehill slash Malik Willis. Like, and their worst game of the year was against injured Joe Burrow, where they didn't score any points from their DST. So the Lions offense and Jared Goff are humming right now. Their offensive line is number one in terms of PFF pass blocking. Like, Goff has so much time to just rip defenses to shreds, and the Ravens have a bad pass rush. Fourth lowest pressure rate generated this season. So for me, I'm trying to sit the Ravens DST against the Lions. Kyle Pitts or Pat Fryermuth this week? <sighs> 
<laughs> oh my god, I hate these questions. Uh, I'll, <laughs> say, uh, I'll say Fryer I was sitting here thinking I was glad Erickson got that one, not I'll say, me. I'll say Fryer Mook because I would rather start Johnny Smith than Kyle Pitts. Like, Johnny Smith has been way Ooh. more consistent than Pitts has been at tight end this year. So hey, Eric I'd said, start Johnny. My, my next question was Kyle Pitts or Johnny Smith. Well, it's Johnny Smith, so okay. beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs> these questions are not supposed to be easy if they were easy our audience wouldn't care to hear them they're supposed to be difficult you choices can, you they can might give us a couple meatballs here you know these you are, could hear you could hear erickson pucker on that last question like i mean if, if everybody <laughs> there are, there are occasional meatballs thrown in there's the occasional oh that's an easy one but uh yeah these are intended to be difficult so we can help our audience who has difficult decisions to make themselves uh Debro, uh give me your quarterback tight end dst well we've we've talked a lot about uh cole's cash on this show already kirk cousins gotta sit him <laughs> uh, if you possibly can it, san francisco is allowing i mean they're just shutting down opposing passing attacks the lowest passer rating in the nfl third lowest yards per attempt it's not gonna be a good day for captain kirko um and for tight ends, Zach Ertz, he has been a volume play all season, and the volume is going away. Last week, his route run rate dropped to 46% as Trey McBride got more involved. So if, I mean, that, that, that's been the thesis of the Zach Ertz play. It's like, it's not pretty. It's not great. But it's a lot of volume. Well, and bye-bye. Gone. So you got to sit Zach Ertz. You could drop him. Honestly, he's droppable. And the DST that I'm going to mention here is New England Patriots. Uh, the short analysis with this is, well, they're playing Josh Allen. Not good, people. But the other part about this is the name of the New England Patriots versus their actual production as a pass defense doesn't match up. They're 20th in yards per attempt allowed, 13th highest pass rating allowed, and the 7th highest adjusted completion rate. So Josh Allen's going to rip this week, and you do not need to play the Patriots. I will also ask you about Johnny Smith, Johnny Smith, or Zach oh, Ertz this week. Oh, I'll take Johnny. Okay. I thought you were going to say oh, Kyle see, Pitts. See, D-Bro's <laughs> getting the layups, man. Are you serious? <laughs> that was the uh, best ball right down the middle, baby. <laughs> I Well, first of all, I don't know if that's a layup. Uh, it is. Uh, it was. It was beautiful. I, 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 I won't even lie. That was a beautiful layup. I love that meatball, baby. <laughs> the expert <laughs> consensus rankings do not have that as a layup. So I'm trying to uh, to help you out here. But that's fine. You know, we'll take the layups every now and then. A uh, quick recap here. Uh, must sit running backs for Erickson is Keontae Ingram, Alexander Madison, Jonathan Taylor. For Debro, it's Gus Edwards, Rashad White, and James Cook. On the wide receiver side, Erickson has Cortland Sutton, Deontay Johnson, Drake London. Debro has Michael Pittman, Josh Palmer, George Pickens. On the quarterback tight end defense, Erickson's got Russell Wilson, Kyle Pitts, and the Baltimore Ravens defense. Debro has Kirk Cousins, Zach Ertz, and the New England Patriots defense. For Debro and Erickson, I am Ryan Wormley. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and as always, we'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasypros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.